Another story that you tell is the story of, of the kidnapping of young George Weyerhaeuser, mm -hmm. of course, a well-known family in this area, and a, a paralleled in a lot of ways the kidnapping of the Lindbergh child, which occurred not that long before. Well, they were, yeah, they were very close together. And, of course, see, the, the, the Lindbergh child was murdered, and that was a, a terrible, terrible thing. And then along comes the Weyerhaeuser thing. Why, why even in those days, Weyerhaeuser was a national name. And uh, boy, that, that came, it was really explosive around here for about eight days. Mm -hmm. And they took that kid and t took him over to Spokane. They actually treated him pretty well. Uh, there was never any thought of killing him. They turned him loose. And, and uh, two of them were just dumb people, you know, Whaley and his wife. And, and the other guy, whose name I can't remember, he was, he was more of a hood. But basically, uh, it was a wild, wild time. And it's also a great newspaper man story. Oh, yeah. It was a newspaper About man Johnny who got Dreer. to re return yeah. uh, uh -huh. the little boy to his family. Yeah, wasn't that great? The, Johnny Dreer was, uh, was the golf writer on the Times, a nice guy. He was about 58, 59, kind of working his way toward retirement. And he happened to be down there early, and that phone call came in, and he, wow, and, and the Weyerhaeuser boy had been turned loose. So he got a taxi cab and headed out for Issaquah and drove down the road and found him. And actually, he he saw the the family, which actually found the child. The the father of the family was yeah, driving uh -huh, George where that's right was driving George back yeah. into town. And this reporter mm -hmm. saw the car go by and, yeah, and recognized the kid, pulled him mm -hmm. over, yeah. got the kid out of the car, drove back yeah. to the warehouser mansion to deliver the kid, yeah. expecting to be swept up and yeah, greeted right. and it's, oh, thank you for bringing our child back. But instead, he got pushed in the <laughs> face, <laughs> pushed out the well, door and the door. But what was neat about that too was uh, the, the Johnny was a journalist, so he had George sit down and the back, you know, how he'd interview him going in. He was taking notes all the time. They were driving into Tacoma, and he came out with a real world's exclusive story at that time. Front page stuff. He did Front really well page, with that. Front yeah. page, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm speaking with Emmett Watson, and his book uh, is called Once Upon a Time in Seattle. You know, as I was reading it, the title sort of implies a, a mythic time, and uh, I was wondering whether the years had gone by and made you think, made you kind of soften some of the edges. It sounds like Damon Runyon's in some ways. And in reality, a lot of those people that Damon Runyon wrote about, I suspect, were what we'd call today sleazy. And they were crooks and they did bad and terrible things. Mm -hmm. it, as you write about it, it seems almost like a romantic, a mythic time. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe I'm, I can be faulted on that. I don't know. But I, I, I certainly looked upon Roy Olmsted notwithstanding the fact that he did illegal things, as a highly unusual man. Uh, he didn't swear a lot, and he didn't smoke, and, and uh, he was honest, and all that. Well, this is an unusual guy, and he had a cultivated wife, born in England, and uh, it was a... a Maybe I did soften some of it. I don't know. But it's a great story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Emmett Watson, Once Upon a Time in Seattle. Thanks very much for being with us on Seattle Afternoon. We appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot.